My new book is out on Audible, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. You can grab it right now. Here's what a user Thomas Lornaviticus said. Latka is the real deal. Five stars. Hey, Nathan, I just listened to your podcast with JLD. You killed it. I saw your book earlier last week and thought, meh, I'll wait when Kindle costs $1.99 or whatever, as I have over 150 books to catch up with. But then I sensed that this book may have something I need right now. I bought it for full price, but didn't really start reading it. Then talking with JLD, you mentioned that the strategies may not work if you wait. And that's so true. I read it. I'm feeling pumped to devour it even more. Thank you for sharing it all and kicking ass. Guys, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are the reason I wrote the book. SaaS CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, go grab it today at capitalistbook.com. Especially if you like audio, go grab the audible version right now. Again, capitalistbook.com. Company founded back in 2011. He came in about a year ago. Uh, we had previous founder on, but they're bootstrapped to date, part of Xenon. They've got about five north of 500 customers, paying an ARPU of called around 500 bucks, so about 250 grand right now. Healthy growth caught up from 180 grand a year ago. The, he's trying to figure out how to uh, bring revenue churn down. Currently, it's 10, caught it between 10 and 20% revenue churn per year, spending about a thousand bucks to get a $500 a month customer. So two month payback, nine person team in Chicago and other remote locations. Again, helping you scale your content marketing. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Doug Breaker. He serves as the CEO of Scripted.com, a marketplace of freelance copywriters and providers of strategic content marketing services. Doug, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's do it. All right. So very good. Talk to us about the company. What's Scripted do and how do you make money? Is this kind of a marketplace plus SaaS model? Yeah. So I joined Scripted in February. So I've been here, what, 10 months now. Um, prior to me joining, Scripted was a, a freelance marketplace, a marketplace of freelance writers. You could come in and get anything written you wanted, a blog post, a white paper, whatnot. Um, since I've joined, we've, we've, we're moving a bit more towards kind of managed content marketing um, to be an alternative to... Facebook ad spend or Google ad spend using a whole bunch of, of crazy analytical SEO tools to give you the kind of the most efficient, most effective content marketing calendar possible. Okay. So I'm going to try and decode that. You're moving more yeah, to enterprise. Sure. No, not enterprise. Actually, our, our target customers are usually, you know, five to a hundred people. We're usually dealing with the founder, uh, CEO type, uh, head of marketing. Okay. Uh, companies that really want to get tons of qualified traffic uh, without having to go pay AdWords or Facebook ads, you know, continually for that traffic. And I mean, generally speaking, is this like a SaaS model? They're kind of paying per month and their services on top of it? Or how do you structure pricing? Yeah, we, we have a, a subscription fee every month and then the content is extra. I see. Okay. And and what is the, so let's break down both those. Um, I'm sure you have a bunch of different cohorts, but on average, what's just the flat kind of SaaS fee per month? Yeah, we, we have three levels. Uh, we have 149, uh, 299, and then our cruise control is kind of the managed content marketing is uh, right around a thousand bucks a month. Okay, so what would you say like a fair average is like 500 a month or 100 or? 
Yeah. Somewhere around there. And that, and that, okay, 500-ish? 500, yeah. Okay. Between the, between the three plants. Interesting. Now, everyone listening right now, what they're going to be thinking is, well, wait a second, is there touch on this thing? Are margins crap or is he still in the 85 kind of percent range, even with some customization here? Yeah, no, our margins are, are pretty solid. So the, the subscription fee goes, you know, that's all margin um, with, you know, their Stripe fees and everything else. And then the content fees, we don't actually make that much off the content, um, uh, but the subscription fees make up uh, a good portion of, of the money. Even, um, even if it's a loss leader, the other yeah, side. Yeah, and then on, on the higher plans, you know, we're charging a thousand bucks a month. You get an account manager for that, but one account manager can handle enough accounts or that still comes in at good margin. Yeah, that's interesting. How many accounts typically? Uh, we're above 20 for one account manager now. That's, I mean, that's pretty healthy. And uh, put this on a timeline for me. I know you just joined recently, but when was the company actually launched? Uh don't quote me on this, but 2011. <laughs> uh, so just a bit of background. Scripta is owned by a, a little private equity company uh, named Xenon, uh, Xenon Ventures. It's xenon.io if you want to check it out. Uh, so Xenon's whole thesis is, hey, we'll come in and buy SaaS companies that have raised a bunch of funding that are you know, five, six, seven years in that aren't going to make it to the billion-dollar valuation that they thought, uh, but that they want a, a graceful exit. Um, uh, so Xenon purchased Scripted last summer, and then I joined in February after rolling off a, a prior Xenon company. Um, Earth Class? Yeah, Earth Class. And now. that was the exit, I believe, to ScaleWorks? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's funny that, you know, you know, Siegel, Lou Mormon, Ed, San Antonio, yep. kind of mafia. It's a very tight crew there. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah were you definitely. at Rackspace too? No, I, I came out of uh, Orbits.com, the travel site, and then uh, HomeFinder.com, which is a big real estate website. Interesting. And so just out of curiosity, since you kind of went from Scalesworks to Xenon, I'd say Xenon is just basically playing on on smaller companies than what Scaleworks is at. What do you like more about kind of the smaller Xenon approach versus Scaleworks? Yeah, and just to give you a bit of background, I've known Jonathan Siegel since 2007, since my Orbits days. So he and I have been good friends for the, a long time. And he brought me into Earth Class Mail. So it was actually Xenon before Scaleworks. Oh, interesting. Back to Xenon. Um, but yeah, the difference is Xenon uh, does smaller companies. So typically employee size under 10 um, or maybe under 20. Revenue size, you know, usually it's under five. It totally depends on the company. Where Scaleworks, their skill set is much more applicable to companies that really need to grow employee base. So like definitely above 20 people. Yep. Um, and these are just rough numbers, but um, and then the challenges are a bit different. So Xenon is much more, you know, the kind of the smaller company. And, and what is your team size today? Oh, we're at nine right now. At nine, that's good. Small, nimble, yep. that's great. Raise any capital since the acquisition, or no? It's just bootstrap, basically. No, no, Xenon. What we do is is we uh, we get cash flow positive, um, and then build growth off of off of cash flow. So you are cash flow positive today. Yep, that's great. Yep. And uh, over the past kind of since you've joined, what have you scaled total customer base to? Um, we are in the upper hundreds. Now. Okay. Um, but the cruise controller, our kind of managed content marketing, went from zero in May, and now we're, um, let's say almost fifty on that one. Okay, that's great. Yeah, um, that's great. So, well, yeah. So I mean, I can when you say upper hundreds, I'm going to assume that's like between five hundred and a thousand. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, that's that's good. Okay. So I mean, look, I mean, if we just take 500 there as a minimum and then take that ARPU you gave me earlier, you know, I can obviously do the math. I mean, that would put you at a minimum of kind of 250 per month. Is that generally accurate? Yeah. Okay. And what's growth look like? So a year ago, where were you at? By the um, way, I should disclose this to you in case you haven't heard it. We did have 
uh, Ryan on, who is also now back with Xenon, as you know. Yeah, no, uh, Ryan's a good friend. He's he, great. he came on the show, though, before the sale. A couple of, Actually, I yeah. think that's how Jonathan Siegel, I actually connected, I believe, I'm not sure if I can take credit for this, but uh, I think I actually <laughs> connected them. So Ryan told us when he came on what they were doing per month, and it was like around 150, but that was like, I want to say 18, 19 months ago. So where were you at a year ago? Yeah, 18, 19 months ago, that was, Ryan was right there. Um, we were a little bit above that. Okay. Uh, so they... There was a, a space last fall where they spiked a little bit. They launched a, like a, a managed service product, but it was sell everything to everybody, and that one churned really hard. Uh, so we, we kind of had a reset earlier this year. Um, but we're, we're growing not like nearly as fast as everybody wants because nobody ever does that. Uh, but we're growing enough. Yeah. Uh, well, fine. just to be clear, so it sounds like yeah. about a year ago, you might have been about like 180 a month or 190 a month, something like that. Now you're 250 north. Yeah, those are generally pretty accurate. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. healthy growth. And is most of that coming yeah. from expansion, you know, selling these managed things to the old base or it's new customers totally? A little bit of both. So the the way we're doing cruise control now, <clears throat> um, we get definitely some expansion off of that, of old customers that just say, you know, hey, managing this myself is too hard. And doing all of the hours and days of SEO research, like I'd just rather have you do that. Um, and then we're also bringing in new people to that too, to, to say, in, we're we're doing actually pretty well with um, like portfolios. So whether it's like a small PE portfolio or uh, a guy with like three sites um, or a woman doesn't have to be a guy, uh, where he says, you know, I really like this. I want to do it for this site, and then I want to do it for this site, and I want to do it for this site. Um, that that's you know, there's a decent amount of the, the cruise control base that looks like that. One of my favorite things about building this podcast to well over 10 million downloads and being just super connected in the SaaS space is I get the opportunity to connect and meet you guys in person at conferences. And there's one you can't miss on September 10th and 11th in San Francisco, SaaS Stock West Coast. I'll be speaking, giving a keynote I've never given before. We'll get into data and details like you've never seen, plus 10 predictions I have about the SaaS space, including the next IPOs, the next mammoth rounds, the next big buyouts. You won't want to miss it. Additionally, there'll be other speakers like Dan Martell, who built and sold his company. CMO of SurveyMonkey, Lila will be there. Santi from Emergence Capital will be there. There'll be over 400 people, the biggest and brightest minds in B2B SaaS. Investors, entrepreneurs, and founders. Be sure you get a ticket today before prices increase. Go to sasdoc.com forward slash West Coast. That's SAS, S-A-A-S, stock, T-O-C-K.com forward slash West Coast. Talk to me about revenue churn per year. What's that at? Uh, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, like 20%, 30%? No, less than that. Uh, between 10 and 20. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's hard because we we charge a fee, whereas Upwork doesn't charge a monthly fee. You know, most of our competitors there's a bunch. Writer access, well, Writer Access charges a fee now, but um, Text Broker. That if you just search like content writing, like you'll the whole first page of Google is competitors that don't charge a monthly fee. Yep. Um, and writing quality varies, but uh, so we charge a fee, so that that is contributing to churn. Um, and then we need to do a better job of, of showing people exactly how to do content marketing. Um, because when it's done right, it, it really, really works. And it's a better investment than paid ads. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, so 10% revenue churn per year. I do know, though, that you guys are at least running some tests. This is typical Siegel playbook in terms of testing. If you can spend a dollar to get two bucks, what are you spending on CAC right now? 
Uh, total of blended is uh, right around a thousand bucks. Okay, so that's good. Okay. If five hundred bucks yeah. a month on average coming in, so two month payback is max. Yeah, and, and we're eating our own dog food, so we're doing a ton of content um, stuff, and so that's it's not quite as trackable as the paid side. Um, and so the question is like, hey, how high can you push the paid side? Uh, does that scale with spend? Right? Does the CAC stay the same as you spend more? Um, and then on the content side, it's that's like a good year investment. Um, you know, you start, you can get early hits, but you know, you really have to put a good six to 12 months into that to see a really great return on it. Yeah. But you do, which is, which is awesome. And the nine folks you have, is everyone in Chicago or are they all over? Uh, seven are in Chicago. One is in Vegas. One is in San Fran right now. Okay. So Chicago and kind of remote, um, walk me through in your head, how you think about what you're doing right now, because kind of this model, what Siegel, there's a lot of these firms like this popping up that are like a Xenon or a Scaleworks, right? They're call it less than a $100 million fund, buying million dollar to $10 million AR companies, running a playbook and then flipping and selling them. So do you see yourself as like, you know, in your head, you got to get up, you want to get up to maybe four or five, well, actually you're already north that, but let's say you want to get up to 5 million bucks in ARR and then you're going to, you know, your sky in San Fran is going to sell it for, you know, 4X and then you're going to stay in Xenon and do the next project. Is that kind of how you think about it or? Yeah, everyone's unique. Like, so when I was, at Earth Class Mail, Xenon sold that after 18 months to Scaleworks. Um, and then I stayed on for another 10 months uh, and then just decided to come back into Xenon. It all depends. Like I, I think each one's unique. It worked out for me this that way this this last time, and we'll see what happens this next time. But generally, that's the plan of, hey, yeah. come in, get a cash flow positive, grow it, you know, make it really attractive to, to sell to a strategic. Um, and then you know, see what the deal holds. Um, if, if, if it's a great company, you want to stay, you know, stick around. If not, I mean, stick around for a little bit and then then walk and do the next one. If you're only optimizing for personal wealth, uh, would based off what you've seen, would you say it's more effective to buy companies and turn them around or to start them all from scratch? Definitely buy. Yeah, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I t- totally agree with you, by the way. No one, no one thinks about this, but I agree. Yeah, no, the, the founding teams, God bless them, have, have gone through all of that pain of like building the product finding the customers, building the base. Um, and then having seen so many of these things now through Xenon, uh, we, we come in and, and you know, and you can see the similarities in what works and what doesn't. Um, so it's, it's much easier to come in and buy than, than to build from scratch. I agree. All right, very good. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, favorite business book is Good to Great by Jim Collins. Number two, is there a kind of under the radar CEO that you're following in Chicago? In Chicago, um, he's not CEO anymore, but uh, my buddy Chris Brown, uh, I knew him at Orbitz. He ran um, uh, Kapow events for the last three years and just sold it. Um, he's amazing. I don't think his next gig is public yet, so I'm not allowed to say, but All right, Kapow uh, he's events, awesome. good. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides your own? Um, great question. Uh, it's not ours, but just content. Um, and like very well-written, unique, awesome content. Um, Because you build the followers and you build the people interested in it and that just keeps paying dividends over and over again. uh, Vista owns Automated Insights. They bought it a while ago and they essentially create content. You upload a data set and they basically make it sound like natural language. So a lot of people, Mm -hmm. when they do like their investor reports, will use this. You don't come across them in your sales process, do you at all? No, but Narrative Sciences, which is a competitor, is here in Chicago as well. And we... Talked to them a bunch when I was at HomeFinder, uh, the real estate website, about creating automated real estate content. 
Um, but it's not something we worry about too much uh, with scripted and what we do. Um, it works really well when you have a like really defined data set, um, and it, the form the articles are really formulaic. Yep. Uh, but that's just a small portion of content out there. Yeah. So just to be clear, your engine is still powered by a huge army of freelance writers. Exactly. Yeah. And we, okay. we, we pair that with a lot of data of like, hey, here's what's ranking on Google. Here's the word count. Here's the readability grade level. Here's the SEO targeting score. Go look at all these articles. Come up with something that you think can be better. Yep. Number four, Number four. how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I have four kids, so it really varies on... <laughs> Jeez, Doug. <laughs> um, anywhere between five and eight, okay. somewhere in there. Cool. We'll call six and a half there on average. And yeah. situation, obviously, four kiddos married. Oh yeah, married and 12 years now. Congrats, that's great. And how old are yeah. you? I am, hold on, my 42. 42. Last yeah. question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I would tell my 20-year-old self to just start starting businesses. Um, it wasn't quite as easy then. That was, oh, that was, a, that was right around 2000. Um, it got a lot easier in like 2005, 2006. But just start, just start. Start companies faster, guys. There you have it from Doug Scripted. Company founded back in 2011. He came in about a year ago. Uh, we had previous founder on, but they're bootstrapped to date, part of Xenon. They've got about five north of 500 customers paying an ARPU of called around 500 bucks, so about 250 grand right now. Healthy growth caught up from 180 grand a year ago. The, he's trying to figure out how to uh, bring revenue churn down. Currently, it's 10, caught between 10 and 20% revenue churn per year, spending about a thousand bucks to get a $500 a month customer. So, two month payback, nine person team in Chicago and other remote locations. Again, helping you scale your content marketing. Doug, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks so much.